It's December 14th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The Straits Times is reporting that a growing number of China's doctors and nurses are catching COVID, and some have been asked to keep working as people showing mostly moderate symptoms throng hospitals and clinics, according to medical staff and dozens of posts on social media. The sudden loosening of restrictions has sparked long queues outside fever clinics since last week in a worrying sign that a wave of infections is building, even though official tallies of new cases have trended lower recently as authorities eased back on testing. State media Xinhua reported yesterday that only 50 patients are currently in a serious or critical condition in hospital with COVID-19 in Beijing. Though some hospitals in Beijing have up to 80% of their staff infected, but many of them are still required to work due to staff shortages, a doctor in a large public hospital in Beijing told Reuters. A major breakthrough has been announced by U.S. scientists in the race to recreate nuclear fusion, according to the BBC. Yesterday, researchers confirmed they have overcome a major barrier, producing more energy from a fusion experiment than was put in. The experiment took place at the Nuclear Ignition Facility at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California. Nuclear fusion is described as the holy grail of energy production because it produces far more energy and only small amounts of short-lived radioactive waste than fission. On the question of how long before we could see fusion being used in power stations, Dr. Budiel, the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory director, said there was still significant hurdles, but that with concerted efforts and investment, A few decades of research on the underlying technologies could put us in a position to build a power plant. Belgian investigators have discovered more than 1.5 million euro in cash during searches related to the European Parliament corruption probe, a spokesperson for the Federal Prosecutor Office confirmed to Politico Europe. According to Belgian daily Le Soir, which first reported the sum of more than 1.5 million euros. The father of former European Parliament Vice President Eva Kaili was originally detained at the Sofitel in Place Jordan in the European quarter of Brussels. On Monday, the prosecutor's office had said that several hundreds thousands euros were seized at three locations, 600,000 euro at the home of a suspect, 150,000 euro at the apartment of a European lawmaker, and several hundreds of thousands of euros in a suitcase in a hotel in Brussels. Elsewhere, Kenya's The Nation says that South Africa's scandal-engulfed President Cyril Ramaphosa on Tuesday easily survived a vote in Parliament on whether to initiate impeachment proceedings that could have forced him out of office. ANC defeated the motion by 214 votes to 148, with two abstentions through open voting. 
with 230 MPs in the 400-member House of Assembly and ANC MPs under instruction from party bosses to save Ramaphosa, the outcome of the vote was in doubt only among the president's open enemies. The vote prevented an impeachment procedure that was feared could have politically destabilized Africa's most industrialized country. Deutsche Vela is reporting that Brazilian president-elect Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva has accused outgoing far-right president Jair Bolsonaro of inciting violent riots in the capital, Brasilia. Yesterday, the incoming leftist president, known universally as Lula, said Bolsonaro still hasn't recognized his defeat and continues inciting these fascist activities protesting in the street. Although Bolsonaro greenlit the transition of government, he has not explicitly endorsed the results of the election. He has instead issued sporadic and vague statements about the military and the handover of power. He's following the same script as all the world's fascists, Lula added. According to the AP, Fijians voted Wednesday in an election that pitted two former military coup leaders against each other at a time the nation is trying to recover from a severe economic downturn. Prime Minister Frank Bainamarama is seeking to extend his 16-year hold on power. Running against him is Sitavini Rabuka, who led Fiji's first military coup in 1987 and later served as an elected prime minister in the 1990s. The Pacific nation of just under 1 million people relies on tourism. When COVID-19 first hit, the industry evaporated overnight and the nation's economy crashed. The World Bank estimates the nation's poverty rate is about 24%. Al Jazeera reports that the United States is finalizing plans to send its sophisticated Patriot Air defense system to Ukraine following an urgent request from Kyiv, which wants more robust weapons to shoot down Russian missiles and drones that have devastated the country's energy infrastructure and left millions without heating in the bitter cold of winter. Washington could announce a decision on the Patriot as soon as Thursday. Gaining Patriot air defense capability would be very, very significant for Kyiv, said Alexander Venman, one-time leader of Ukraine policy at the White House and friend of the show. The Pentagon declined to comment, and there was no immediate comment from Ukrainian officials. In lighter news from the AP, what's a dust devil sound like on Mars? A NASA rover by chance had its microphone on when a whirling tower of red dust passed directly overhead, recording the racket. It's about 10 seconds of not only rumbling gusts of up to 25 miles per hour, but the pinging of hundreds of dust particles against the rover Perseverance. Scientists released the first-of-its-kind audio Tuesday. It sounds strikingly similar to dust devils on Earth, although quieter since Mars's thin atmosphere makes for more muted sounds and less forceful wind, according to the researchers. Photographed for decades on Mars but never heard until now, dust devils are common at the red planet. This one was in the average range, at least 400 feet tall and 80 feet across, traveling at 16 feet per second. 
Before we go, I just wanted to note that this is our 200th episode. If you're new, welcome, and if you've been here from the start, thanks for sticking with us. We would really appreciate it if you would share the show with your friends so that we can grow and keep bringing you the news every weekday morning. We'd also love to hear from you with feedback about how the show should evolve as we move forward. So please send us an email at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. And thanks to all of you who email us regularly and keep us honest on our pronunciation. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Sam Denny of the Alexander von Humboldt Foundation about a foiled coup attempt in Germany. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>